What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have no idea what a daughter. We could switch to progress it all. Oh yeah. We could switch to progress on za. Okay. We could za and have to buy some za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to progress it all and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote da da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, books editor, Hindustan Times. And today I have with me Namita Gokhale, who is, uh, well, she's written this book, uh, Jaipur Journal's A Love Letter to the Greatest Literary Show on Earth. And she's also uh, one of the founding, the director of, uh, one of the directors. Found, of the, co-founder, co-director. Co-founder, co To be politically correct. Of the Jaipur Literature Festival. So, you know, Namita, I mean, I started reading this book and it's making me laugh a lot. You know, so maybe we should first, so that the readers know what the book is about, read, uh, you know, read this out. One of the founders and directors of the world's largest free literary festival presents a moving novel that searches the inspirations and heartbreaks of that loneliest of tribes, the writers. Meet a colourful cast of characters whose lives intersect and collide in the sea of stories that is the Jaipur Literature Festival. The icon of queer literature who receives a malevolent anonymous letter, the burglar with a passion for poetry, the child prodigy who is determined to make it to the top, the American writer looking for the vanished India of her youth, the lonely writer in her 70s who carries her unpublished novel in a canvas bag wherever she goes, all come to life between the covers of Jaipur Journals. Like the festival itself, Jaipur Journals is a mixed bag of tales told from multiple perspectives. This funny, pacey, metafictional novel is a sure-footed romp across the landscape of the literary world, showcasing in full form Gokhale's unsparing eye an unputdownable style. Unsparing eye, that is true. I got scared when I was <laughs> you know? Why did you get scared? Well, I was hoping that I wouldn't, you know. You were wondering when <laughs> a, a curly head a, a, a literary critic would come in and say the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. But, you know, I mean, I saw, uh, it's clear that you're a very keen observer of people, you know. But, one can't tell, I mean, you can't tell whether these characters are inspired by a particular person, which is good. They're not. You know? Nobody is. So They're inspired by a whole matrix of people that I've met and the things that define them. But I'd say that those who are inspired by anybody, I've carried their name. I've got Shashi Tharoor yes. on stage talking about trombodites. <laughs> I've got Daveed Akhtar. And I realized when I was flipping through the book yesterday... There's also a mention of Rupi Kaur. Oh, so so okay. there are people there. Yes. But, but many people just came to me as not types, because a type rep- sort of makes you think it's a stereotype. Mm. But just as the sort of uh, people who writers tend to be. Mm. And this international cast of characters, you know, clearly you've met, uh, I mean, they all actual cast of characters comes to Jaipur every year, so you know them. Not only Jaipur, but the eight international editions. So I go to them and and I spend most of my life meeting with writers. Sadly, uh, in the Jaipur festival, I meet them only when somebody's lost their iPad or something like that. (laughs) But, But in the other smaller festivals, I do get 
to spend time with them. We mm -hmm. have festivals, if I may sound boastful, in uh, London at the British Library in Belfast, JLF in Houston, JLF in uh, New York, JLF in Boulder, Colorado, JLF in Toronto, Adelaide, and Doha. So when I go to these festivals, I've already programmed them. So I know about those writers, but when I meet them, mm. I learn so much about the things they write about because I have more time to spend. It's a more intimate uh, atmosphere. But I realize that writers are the same the world over. Really? There's not such a big difference between them. So somebody from Iceland is as cussed as somebody from India? I mean... The only <laughs> difference is that, and it used to be, that the Indian writers, especially the Indian language writers, used to be a little more fluid on time. They wouldn't wrap up by the clock. Okay. But they do now. Okay. Because that was the old literary culture here mm. of things spilling over. Mm. So apart from the time factor, they are, they are the same. And you know, when um, my editor helped me put down this line, that loneliest of tribes, the writers, yes. I sort of giggled and I said, with all these lit fests, where would they have time to be lonely? But of course... I often wonder, where do they have the time to write? But they do. They do, and they, they are driven by writing. And let's face it, it is not the best profession in the world. Mm. They say you can't make a living, though you may make a windfall or yeah. a fortune. You might, you might. Might. Yeah. So, and you're making yourself vulnerable because you're putting your deepest thoughts and your loneliest aches and pains and your fears and your aspirations out there mm. to be mocked or even worse, to be ignored. Mm. Then you put four years of your life into a book and finally, if you're lucky, it becomes this physical creature with a cover and a spine and a, you know, illustration. Mm. And then it goes into the deep six. Sometimes I've seen people pushing for one review. Yes. Uh, uh, that's one end of the spectrum. And it's not that there are any less talented writers. It's that's just true. that it's not their moment. Yeah. You know, one of the things I believe, which has nothing to do with this book, but I do believe that every book has a kundali. Mm. It has a destiny. And that book, which is meant to do well, will find its way in its moment. And that book, however wonderful it may be, if the moment is not there, and I found that with my own books. I do hope the moment has arrived for this one. But, <laughs> but it's true. So it's, it's a thankless profession. Mm. And writers are in that sense. They do sincerely put all they can into the book. And those who are writing formula bestsellers, they don't have better luck also. No, they don't. They don't. We don't know what sells a book. You ask any publisher, what makes a book sell? And if they're honest, they'll say, we don't know. Mm. You just have to keep trying, I guess. You have to keep trying. And it's because you have that story to tell or that story to share or even that story to unwind and explain to yourself. And usually I find writers, the best writers, are writing for themselves. Mm. But okay. that sounds far too serious for such a funny book. Let's have a... So you're saying this is resolutely not lit, uh, literary fiction? Well, you? you know, I'm a little... I've written 18 books now, by the way. Mm. And of those, a lot around myth, a lot about the mountains, Himalayas, and uh, I think nine novels, or nine what they call works of fiction, including short stories. And mm. one is a novel for children. I'm very delighted with that. I, I, I'm reasonably fond of all my books, but I do recognize that the genre of lit fic, of uh, determinedly literary fiction, uh, has the tendency to become a little narcissistic, okay. a little over-introspective, 
and is getting less right, uh, readers in. Mm. Though, of course, they are ones that work brilliantly. Mm. So, uh, and this novel couldn't have been lit fake because it's about lit fake. <laughs> 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 so there had to be some lines drawn. Okay. Yeah. And you know what I, uh, I mean, what I like about it is how you've um, kind of taken the most, you know, you've taken uh, things like, well, you're going to get some flack for this. You've taken feminism of the radical kind and made sort of made fun of it. I've made fun of it, but I've made fun of some of the um, ideological obsessions that accompany mm -hmm. it on stage, which they do. Okay. You know, uh, people, the, the tendency to use big words for simple things has never appealed to me much. <laughs> <laughs> all I the know. books I've ever written, um, there are quite a few, this one was perhaps one of the easiest. Uh, it's because I knew the subject so well. I didn't have to Google anything about the <laughs> Jaipur Lit Fest. I know every yeah. rock and stone of the gardens. I know it. It's a part of my life. Uh, I feel that all of us have two novels inside us. One is the life we have lived and one is the life we might have lived. Mm. This is strictly in the life I have lived bit. And I thought earlier it might be a bit presumptuous to try to appropriate this great festival into my own little novel. But then it's not about the festival. The festival is also there as a character in the novel. It's, it's in the background. But actually, these stories could have happened elsewhere, though they could possibly have happened more in Jaipur. Mm. Jaipur is another character in the novel. But a lot of it is about their backstories and what it is that led them to have the identity kits they have, to write the sort of books they have written, the sort of perspectives they have, the hurts, the, the aspirations, all that. So it's about the people. Okay. So go out and get this book. It's funny in parts. I mean, I've begun and it's like funny. And of course, like I said, there's pathos as well. So um, that's uh, Jaipur Journals. It's like a Hindi movie. Sab kuch hai. Emotion Sab kuch hai. hai, pathos hai. <laughs> So do read it and I hope all of you enjoy reading it and have a good laugh and shed a few tears as well, which is the story of all our lives really, isn't it? So thank you so much. Fun. Now you have to tell me who your favorite character was. Uh -huh. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.